that you know the whole accident and, and it's just one of those things where it just it rocked me right into my purpose it gave me direction in life i mean i was 30 31 years old waiting for the phone to ring right now i have something where i just i eat breathe and sleep this stuff and it's been staring me in the face since i was 19 i was writing up diet plans for teammates right uh i was getting fascinated about eye creams because i was in the outfield and the sun mm. was baking into the you know the corners of my eyes right. and i was like oh man i'm seeing crow's feet how do i counteract that right. and i became passionate about cacao butter manuka honey it's right. just different ingredients and it was it was there from the beginning so that's my big thing for people pay attention to the things that excite you right. you know because they're, they're often staring us right in the face welcome to this week's episode of the human enhancement podcast and this is an in-person one which i think are my favorite so i'm really excited to have andy nilo come into the studio today welcome hey jeff thanks so much for having me absolutely so I think we can go down a bunch of different pathways first, but for folks who don't know your story, let's start there. Um, your background, you know, coming through an injury and, and, and now having a, a number of ventures in the works. But I think that core, that core, you know, how'd you come around and, and, and that story? Sure. Yeah. So I've been an athlete my whole life. Uh, baseball didn't really work out. So I moved down to Los Angeles and had an acting role fall into my lap. That's a long story made short, yeah. but... The person that I was living with at the time uh, was an actor, and so I would run lines with him. And that uh, that role, particular role that he was going out for, was involved baseball, and I was fresh out of baseball, so I hit the lines to a T because it was so new to me. Yeah. Or, I mean, it was so uh, fresh to me out of right. you know coming straight out of playing. And long story short, he got me a read for that role. I got a callback, another callback, right. a screen test, and I ended up booking that. So I went from baseball to acting down in Los Angeles. Was this Angeles. college baseball? Or, or yes, I went to UC Berkeley okay. uh, and then finished up at St. Mary's College, West Coast Conference. Um, I had a blast. It was a, had a really good career. Uh, just things didn't work out, but uh, it, what it did is it rocked me. One door closed, another door opened into the entertainment industry, and I... I acted and modeled and did uh, things like I uh, booked the Oakley Global Campaign, Copper Tone, Hello Ladies, Days of Our Lives, right. uh, uh, most recently on Pitch, a baseball-related film. But I, So that's how I made a living. But then I got into an accident March 20th, 2011, where I was hit by a westbound heading vehicle, uh, Land Rover, that uh, lost consciousness, hit me into the eastbound lane, and I was run over by a Toyota Tundra. I mean, I was in the middle of the street on Melrose. Walking. Uh, yes, checking my phone, and then I just, I got rocked, and they were cutting my clothes off me in the middle of the street. I read that I still keep the report, or, and I, you know, just as a little reminder, perspective on how lucky I am to be here, but yeah, I woke up in a, in a Cedars-Sinai ICU bed and just quickly realized uh, what had happened, and I had seven broken ribs to a severely uh, you know, fractured uh, jaw right here from the middle of my chin to right. just beneath my left ear where I had my jaw was just in pieces. I was looking. It was a compound fracture, so the chin was exposed to the bottom right. of my mouth, and I was uh, unrecognizable. That was a really uh, very tough situation to look in the mirror for the first time. I'll never forget that. And, I mean, but, you're making a living as a model actor. Yeah, I, I mean—, mean for better or worse, I mean, aesthetics is very important in that space. Exactly. It was, that's, I mean, that's how I made my living. Right. And, and I enjoyed doing that. And so there was a lot of fear of never being able to do that again. People were asking me if I was going to get money out of it. And we, we didn't go that route. I just, what I wanted to do is I just became obsessed with accelerating my recovery. So that was, that was, my jaw was wired shut. These front teeth right here were all nubs because of a point of impact. 
But um, I just so I, my jaw was wired shut, so I didn't I couldn't talk, I couldn't chew food, and so I became just extremely obsessed with ingredients and and how I was going to clean and build and cleanse my blood to the to really recover and you know accelerate my my healing. I mean, um, I'm from just, head it's to toe. inspired from a mental state. I mean, I think to you know get going with the career and then kind of not even start from scratch, but like negative. I mean, what was that mental? Uh, transformation like I it mean was, or, or were you just strong coming in like all right like damn it like I was unlucky but I'm, I'm back on the horse see that's what it was for a for a couple of days see I had no my depression family, like you were you, there were, because I'm, I'm telling you it was because I was almost excited because people don't survive those accidents right it was like I got a second chance and I that was invigorating it took about a day or two when my parents and family left uh, left my my place and there were there were a couple a couple days there where it was pretty dark and I had to really pick myself up mentally and I reminded myself of all the things that I did have rather than what I what was fractured and what was broken you know the good thing is is my knees and my elbows and feet and ankles like they, they I didn't have any damage there okay so I was like all right well I can go on walks at night the core yeah. joints were okay right luckily yeah, yeah. I mean the, I had seven broken ribs a collapsed right. lung and believe me sneezing I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Right. Uh, that was actually the most painful part about it was sneezing with seven broken ribs. That, that was unbelievable. But what I did is I was like, just reminding myself, those are going to grow back. The jaw is going to heal. I had a titanium plate served up top, one on, bo- on the bottom. And so what I did is I was just, I, I, believe it or not, I just went through this whole routine of every morning doing things that would build my blood and pick me up from a standpoint of just... Uh, you know, building nitric oxide, blood flow from head to toe. I would hang upside down. So increasing blood flow, start to heal the healing process. Absolutely, through okay. circulation. Right. And so that's one thing that I could do because I couldn't, although I couldn't run, I knew that walking fast, I'm telling you, I would go to this bike path, right. uh, this Chandler bike path. It's 3.2 miles there, 3.2 miles back. And I would speed walk, like one of those little power walkers yeah. at night. And I would get really good. Uh, I ended up losing 17 pounds doing that. And I didn't really have much weight to lose right. as it was. But what it did was it just... It accelerated uh, getting that circulation going, just being that, having that those capillaries stagnant right. from laying down in bed and recovering. It, I, I'm one of those guys. That can't, it's very hard for me. I'm to I'm sure do. the doctors were like, "Hey, like bed rest, Take don't it. don't don't move." <laughs> so I'm, I'm actually curious. How did you decide to go? Like, all right, I'm gonna like go. You know, try to use you know elevate nitric oxide. Right. Did you educate yourself? I mean, what was that I transformation? Did. Okay. I did vasodilation. I looked right. up things like agmatine sulfate, right. arginine, taurine, beta alanine. Uh, so you're, you're 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 bedridden. You're like, Absolutely. okay, I'm gonna I want to optimize myself and recover. Yes. I'm gonna go read. There, Talk the, to doctors. Yes, okay. I met with Chinese, three different Chinese herbalists. I met with doctors. I had there, There's so much information out there available right. to us. It's on us. And I was just my own biggest science experiment. It, was, right. it became just a creative outlet of me, uh, for me, excuse me, just to see how I could beat this thing as quick as possible. Now, I had a job that was, uh, I think it was the first week of June. Okay. up here for Macy's, a runway right. job. And it was my San Francisco agent. And I didn't tell them about my accident. I made it my goal to make that job. How many and months was this that? Was, I, was, I swear it was the first week of June. So this would have been, uh, you know, April, May. So man, that's yeah, eight, eight nine weeks, seven, eight weeks, some, something like that. Post, you know, post uh, surgery, uh, jaw completely wired shut. And the timing worked out perfectly. I got my wires out the Thursday before. Right. I got my teeth cleaned and bonded that Friday. Right. And then I had the job that Saturday. And I, I you know, that, that victory, that 
was so huge for me because it was I needed that when everybody was reminding me of like I wouldn't be back. It was I was it was so uplifting to be back in an industry where I just I was told I would never work again, and then there I That's was. That's fascinating. So, so your mindset, like coming out of the accident, like you you wake up conscious, and you're like you're depressed for one or one or two days. And you're right. like, wait, there's this June job. Like I am not gonna tell. I'm gonna do it, even Absolutely. though people think my career is ruined as mm-hmm. a model. But I'm gonna figure out a way how, how, to, how, to, how, to, how to make it happen. Find a way, yeah. and that that motivated me. It, it it developed like a really deep fire, not to prove people wrong, but to see if I could do it and to prove myself right, you know. And so, to have that victory gave some you know internal momentum, and that I'm a big believer in that, and, and right. just momentum and riding that wave and, and keeping those endorphins rocking and, and just you know chasing the next one. I'm a I'm a very uh, goal-driven person, and so knocking down that first one really meant a lot. And so I, I felt like I, if I was able to do that. Then I would just, you know, see if my agents would continue to submit me. And so right. I, I, I got back and I was doing, uh, I was shooting Hello Ladies for HBO in October in the same year. I, it was, uh, so I was back and I needed that. But what it did was I was staring down at this concoction, which is my clay mask, but also all of these herbs that were really cleansing my blood, building my blood right. and creating a lot of circulation. And this routine that I was doing every day, I'm like, man, I've, I really feel like that's what accelerated my healing and my recovery. And so I was like, I'm just going to do this for the rest of my life because right. I felt great. It, my, my scarring had gone down. My abrasions were completely gone and my swelling had significantly reduced. I mean, I had a lot of very, uh, you know, traumatic, you know, incision right here where it's just they're basically screwing in titanium right. screws into right. your bones. So I, mean, you just, I mean, if the people on video, I mean, there's not, you know, that visible scarring. It's, yeah, I mean, I severed a nerve right here that, right. that directly uh, communicates from your brain to the side of the face on whether it's going to smile or do like, right. certain things, certain movements. And that was severed and they reattached it, but it was fuzzy. It's still right. very fuzzy. So I'll cut myself shaving yeah. and not even, I'll see the blood, but I won't even feel it. So there, there are lingering uh, side effects, but you know what? I, I just, I'm so grateful to be here. I mean, to complain about something small like that, I, uh, I just don't do it. But yeah. it's uh, this, the, you know, the whole accident and, and it's just one of those things where it just, it rocked me right into my purpose. It gave me direction in life. I mean, I was 30, 31 years old waiting for the phone to ring. Right. Now I have something where I just I eat, breathe, and sleep this stuff. And it's been staring me in the face since I was 19. I was writing up diet plans for teammates. Right. Uh, I was getting fascinated about eye creams because I was in the outfield and the sun mm. was baking into the you know the corners of my eyes. Right. And I was like, oh man, I'm seeing crow's feet. How do I counteract that? Right. And I became passionate about cacao butter, manuka honey, right. it's just different ingredients. And it was it was there from the beginning. So that's my big thing for people. Pay attention to the things that excite you, right. you know, because they're, they're often staring us right in the face. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I, I just find it inspiring that you were able to get on your feet so quickly. I mean, I think you just hear some of these stories. People get broken, right? Like, right. you know, physical, unfortunate, you know, accidents break people. And it sounds like you took that as a, you know, you, you take the hit and then you realize that, hey, like, I'm going to get back my feet and start putting together pieces. I mean, right. I'm actually curious. Although, obviously, now you have multiple products from some of your early experimentation. Mm-hmm. But how did that evolve? I mean, it was like, okay, I started walking. And then you're looking at nitric oxide, which is a vasodilator. Right. Um, and then it sounds like you start piecing together other other things that you're building out, some of these formulations. Right. Walk, walk us through um, that experimentation and, and some of the considerations as it went from like personal, like my face is messed up to like, oh, let's put this out in, 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 as a product. Absolutely. So 
I had been doing a one ingredient clay mask of calcium bentonite clay before the accident. Okay. I would do it every Sunday night uh, just to keep me nice and fresh and the skin clear uh, for the upcoming week of hopeful auditions. Right. So I had that one ingredient that, you know, I knew I was going to start off with. And then I started studying spa treatments. Okay. And this was one by one adding certain things like Moroccan Rasul clay. And then, oh, finding out about kaolin clay and its different properties mm-hmm. and mineral density. And then finding out about eyelight clay, a French green clay that's the most heavily studied clay. Uh, you can, a lot of people eat it to clear out, uh, and, you know, impurities and toxins mm-hmm. from the system, help with gut biome, and also, re, um, you know, reduce uh, the absorption of heavy metals. And mm-hmm. so I had a CT scan. I was getting x-rays at least uh, once a month to see if the, how the bone is growing back. And I was on antibiotics. I was in such a fog. So I was taking a lot of these uh, dense Ayurvedic herbs and, and really blood-building herbs like Hoshiwu and Shizandra to help cl- clear and build my system. But topically, I was just doing a lot of research to clear up that area and hopefully uh, recondition the skin by lightly exfoliating it. And mm-hmm. I started researching things like IGF-1 right. uh, from colostrum, first six-hour milking grass-fed colostrum particularly. I was taking it internally. And I had the knowledge and I was aware of you know your skin being your largest organ. So I, I really feel like if you can't eat it, then don't put it on top of your skin. But also <laughs> on the you know, on the on the flip side, if if it's so good internally, and the particle size is you know pretty much like silk in this case, mm-hmm. uh, the colostrum, the kelp powder, vitamin, actually all my my ingredients. But just through experimentation, finding out what works and, and the things that stuck, I would make these little pastes from uh, manuka honey, uh, colostrum. Uh, chaga, cacao butter, and and sea buckthorn oil, clary sage, uh, German chamomile. I just I would look up my f- products that always had some type of hole in it, whether it was glycerin, a preservative that I didn't right. like, fragrance that I didn't right. like, things that don't serve the skin. Right. And I would buy the actives and then isolate those and then combine them with other active ingredients. And then I'm like, so why don't other people? So do you're this? just reverse engineering like yes. things that you thought were pretty good on the market, and you're mm-hmm. like, why do why do we need these like yeah, binder binding agents, right? Like if you actually look at the label, like a lot of butylene glycol, a lot of these like petroleum oh, man. Uh, primitives, right? Crude like oil. that don't do anything. Yeah, and yeah. which is literally from crude oil. Literally from crude oil. Yeah. And I I just I, you know, that's not what I would eat. I definitely wouldn't put it on top of my skin. And so it became just. I became just obsessed with sourcing ingredients, finding out, you know, putting them together, isolating them, seeing what worked just purely on a reaction and feel standpoint. If there was some type of activity after, you know, I I was making two main products right here, but it was, they were just uh, potions essentially. It was never ever meant to be a business. I was just trying to accelerate my healing. And so this clay mask, one by one, I began to add certain ingredients. The organic kelp powder being so dense and vitamin A, And this is like, these are like things that you like, but almost like buy as like a food supplement. Right. But you would like mix it into your facial mask. I would mix it into the mask. Mm. I was basically hitting myself from the inside out. Right. I was feeding my system with really good nutrient-dense herbs, things like deer placenta. Okay. I was cutting up di- uh, bison liver, uh, egg yolks, and just trying to trying to get the most dense foods into my spirulina, beets, you name right. it. And I would drink that every morning. Um, and so you like just, hardcore crazy smoothies, essentially. Oh, yes. Okay. I mean, the IGF-1 content right. and the deer placenta, people think... So you wanted to elevate IGF-1 or reduce IGF-1? Mm. Um, so I know the IGF-1 for longevity, um, that was one of the big endpoints in some of the fasting studies. Um, you basically want to lower growth factors. Okay. But if you're growing, 
you know, if you're, you know, an athlete, like you want to be taking, you want to have like higher insulin to build more mass, et cetera. Right. But I was technically fasting. Yeah. Okay. So maybe the lower content would have been better for uh, internally, whereas the higher content, the higher growth factor content topically would have, Interesting. you know, fed yeah. the cell turnover yeah. after exfoliating, hitting it with the colostrum in this case. Um, I feel like that, you know, led to optimal cell turnover. Right. The clays would bring the circulation to the face. Right. The, the pearl powder provided a light exfoliation and also calcium. And then the growth factors and then the nutrient density from the vitamin C and then right. also the organic uh, kelp powder, vitamin A, C, K, B12, sodium alginate. Uh, I was on a, t a podcast with Ben Greenfield and he was explaining the ATP production that is a result of combining the, the blue and green algae mm. that are in that kelp powder and things also like uh, spirulina, chlorella. And I would just, I would make these potions and just right. hope with the fact of our skin being so, uh, it's such a large surface and our largest organ, but also what you put on top of it is absorbed within, I think, 26 seconds, they say. Right. So you have to be extremely careful with what you put on top of your skin as yeah. well. And I was just, I use that in my research as well to stay away from things like, you know, sodium benzoate, right. BHT, phenoxyethanol. And, uh, you know, sodium, I mean, it's just, there's so much out there that is claiming to be all natural. And when you dig deep in things like the Think Dirty app, that's beautiful. You can just right. scan a UPC code and then they'll point out government recognized carcinogens, if there are any in there, right. which a lot of the time there are. Right. So it's just, it, it became my, uh, I mean, it was just all, I was obsessed with it. Yeah, and I was in, because, I mean, so like, why do you think, I mean, like I know sodium benzoate is like a preservative, mm -hmm. right? So like, I guess to be shelf stable for like, you know, a big box retailer you need to have it be able to sit on a shelf for like two years right um so you know as you're thinking about like okay like i don't think companies are trying to like poison people but it's like i think they're making trade-offs so so how are you thinking about like okay so we're not going to use like a sodium benzoate as a preservative how do we make sure it's stable and all of that so the good thing yeah. is it's it, that's absolutely what it comes down to right is i think finding the most cost effective option when you're at that big level and you have the big corporate overhead, yeah. you probably need to dilute as much as possible to create the most profit margin. I understand that. Yeah. However, when I was starting this, I was creating this purely out of necessity for myself to accelerate the healing. Right. And so I knew bee, bee products, you know, the propolis, honey, beeswax, right. royal jelly, uh, pollen, things like that. They have such a good antimicrobial effect to yes. them in its own right, in yes. their own right. Yeah. And so they, they create like their own little preservative as, you know, in by themselves. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then creating, you know, using things like Miron glass where their whole motto is, is protected by the bottle, not by toxins. Mm -hmm. And that's huge for us. So what we do is there are certain products that we use now, like, uh, well, we use a, uh, a, a radish extract in a coconut filtrate which is essentially a little probiotic effect, but it's food grade, it's EchoCert approved, and it's right. something that I would eat. But that's that's in our night cream, so you scoop it out because you're introducing your own bacteria right. to something topically, um, and you may be sharing it with people. But there are other options out there, which if for some reason people, it's, it's more expensive basically is what I'm saying, but we don't have the huge corporate overhead so we can make our dream team yep. list of ingredients every time but maintain that ingredient integrity on all of our ingredient decks. Yeah, so. no, I mean, like the honey thing kind of resonates with me because I was actually doing a little bit of beekeeping in Ojai oh, this no past way. week and they were talking about, nice. you know, the, the, like the probiotic and the antimicrobial effects of just honey, right? If you actually yes. look at the honey hive or the, or the beehive, they're just, 
It just doesn't, it doesn't, it's not rotting. It's not like getting fermented. It's no, not it's like, crystallized and yeah. it's turned, oh yeah. Which is interesting. So yeah, like if you actually think about it, like it's just sitting in like the heat at like, I don't know, 80 degrees, right. 90 degrees Fahrenheit. It's like not rotting. Right. So there's, you know, some actual, you know, antimicrobial effect going on there. And regenerative properties, yeah. hydrating. I mean, it would just heal the Manuka honey specifically that I use in my night cream. So this is in New Zealand, Manuka Yes, honey. we use yeah. Wetterspoon K-Factor 16 Manuka honey in our night cream. Okay. I still have the original one that I made out of a cast iron pan in my kitchen, <laughs> and it's still live. It's still active and works yeah. just fine. I mean, th that, there's an example right there. That's got to be seven years old. Yes, it's got to be around six or seven years old. That yeah. chunky sea buckthorn oil, cacao butter, beeswax, but it was just what I'd made, my potion by hand to follow up the clay mask. And right. that, you know, after we, then we added things like plant derived stem cells to it, hyaluronic acid, and colostrum to really create, uh, and, you know, to get it properly manufactured yeah. and, yeah, so and just zoom out a little bit just to make sure that people you know listening get a sense of like the different products so you know you have the clay mass you have this night cream I mean, mm -hmm. what are the different variations that you have and can you describe some of the key ingredients and components for them oh absolutely yeah. so with the with the clay mask we combine four clays so it's not just one it's bentonite eyelight kaolin rasul right to they all provide just a really nice particle size so where it just lays down like silk when combined with things like ascorbic acid okay. which is a high potent uh, source of vitamin c that crosses the dermal layer and that creates a lot of you know ex just really good circulation to the surface of the skin after you freshly exfoliate it okay. with the other clays right. and so you're essentially feeding it a meal when you combine also the colost the first six hour milking grass fed colostrum organic kelp powder pearl powder and american ginseng okay. these are all things that i would eat aside from the kaolin clay maybe a little chalky and i don't know what that would do to the respiratory system but right. the, all the other clays are food grade okay. and uh, i do supplement with them from time to time basically uh, if i was traveling or want to pull out a little radiation or something like that so like if you really wanted to do a stunt you could just get a spoon and just eat your cream I can't. I've done it. Yeah, I did it recently when I needed a little pick me up because it's so mineral rich. <laughs> okay. And, you know things like the colostrum and the right. organic kelp powder it doesn't taste great, but I mean it's not horrible. <laughs> yeah. It, which leads me to yeah, and then the so that was the clay mask. So that was your first. Oh product. my my yeah. original. Okay. I mean that that's uh, very special to me. I mean I was driving around when when uh, when I ended up partnering with Dave Asprey, I. I did a podcast with him and he we had such a response. I didn't have a website. I didn't have a name for a company at all. People were contacting me directly wondering where can they I could, get this clay. Yeah, where can I get this mass that you were yeah. talking about? And so I got to sign up for a PayPal account right there. Uh, I had a high school friend of mine who helped me design a Shopify storefront. And so, but in the first few weeks before we got it, the Shopify store live, I was just fielding orders strictly through just directly to these people. I came up with a price, $35 free shipping, right. sounded good. But when you're shipping to Sweden for $22. Yeah, you're, and you're underwater. And yeah. My product was very expensive, yeah. still is very expensive to make. And I was giving twice as much as that right. because I was giving these little snapshot containers from that I got from Whole Foods. Right. The clear ones that are meant for like peanut butter, almond butter, olive right. oil. And I would just, I, that, after that I would handshake it. I would go to a, a FedEx Kinko's, print out a label. And then I had this long one page, single space written uh, instructions. Right. And I just, I was just, still hasn't left as far as the adrenaline, as far as having something that people would buy and that yeah. people would pay for. It, it's still, I mean, it, it was just a, you know, you're living in a moment and then Dave, Dave comes on board and he's going to put the product on his site and that's a big time scale up. So right. we had to get a, a really nice packaging set up, which has evolved and gotten better over time. But, you know, 
it was one of those things. I really just learned how to, to start a business and run a business right. just from selling first and then getting it together. Yeah. How, how, what was the time like from, you know, doing it for, you know, your accident and then going on the Bulletproof, uh, like Dave Asprey's program? It, was it like a year? Was that six? You know, what was that time frame like? So this must have been about the first year was just getting back on my feet right. and just you know getting back after the after I got the wires taken out. That was another recovery because right. it's a lot of trauma that you have to you yeah. know drill out wires. It's, yeah. yeah. But um, so after that, about a year. So 2013 is when I reached out to Bulletproof. I became very passionate about using his products in my recovery. Right. I drank coffee for the first time, okay. and it was his coffee. You could imagine having coffee for the first time and then having Swired. it just really. Oh yeah. yeah! But it got me out of bed. And it yeah. got me. It really increased my motivation to get back and be my best self and live my best life. I mean, I, I'm really, really forever indebted to, to Bulletproof for that. So yeah. what I did is I troubleshooted his email address, and so I did like. You know, I found out that through the contact form back then it was bulletproofexec.com. Right. And so I went, well, his name's Dave. So I went d.asprey, asprey.dave, David, Dave. You just emailed every single variation. Everyone. And I copy pasted the, the same email yeah. and I just a before picture, me in the ICU, after, and like a magazine shot right. that I did with the intention of hopefully getting on board with Bulletproof and right. maybe working with them. Right. Never about my company because I didn't have it. I never right. thought that I had. I would, you just wanted to tell your things. story and be like, yes. "Hey, I have a good idea." Yes, yeah. and I and want and also like thank him. Yeah, because I just I just love his attention to detail and sourcing of ingredients. Yeah. And so one of those went through, and it, we had a forty-five minute conference call. About a week later, I was up here in Palo Alto. My, we had it. You know, it was on speakerphone, so my mom was right there listening to it. Yeah, it just it's it's amazing. So they brought me on board as an ambassador, which is great. So all I had to do was take pictures with the products, which is what I was doing anyway. Yeah. And I uh, I would get a little stipend of uh, products per month. Right. And that, that was cool. That was I needed that victory. And you like you just wanted some. You were using the product anyway. So yes. I was like why not? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just a true story. And so that fall, his assistant reaches out and goes, "We would like to have you on Bulletproof Radio." And right. I'm like, "Oh, sounds great." And then I looked it up. I'm like, "Oh man, this is a, a pretty big, big audience. Yeah. Pretty big platform." Yeah. And I've never been that nervous, but it, it, it turned out great because I, you know, I just, you know, cause you're across the way from someone this is done through, I think uh, zoom or yeah. Skype. And I really idolized the guy. So I, I really had to check myself and pull it together, but I did. And, and so we just flowed on the accident and how I recovered and uh, just things that I used to motivate me like perspective and gratitude in the last five minutes. He asked me about skincare. This was not planned. And here I was telling millions of people all around the world about, that I, you know, being an athlete or whatever, and a guy, I guess sometimes your people are hesitant to admit that you you look you care about taking care of yourself and skincare. Sure. So yeah. I'm so glad I did. But and so I just I kind of just told him about the ingredient roster and why I pulled the 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 different clays right. together and the different superfoods together and started applying them topically. And then his uh, the response was just something I'll never forget. So we had a product on his bulletproof site uh, a couple months later, and we're yeah, it'll be four years, June 26th, and we're in 75 countries, and we have 14 products now. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's you know, it's just just maintaining that 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 initial adrenaline adrenaline of just taking care of just keeping it simple. Creating you have to have the product, right? right. The product and treat your customers like gold. Yeah, I, that's where a lot of businesses fail. And then timely shipping. That's another one. If you can really, if you can get them, get it to them as quick as possible, and so they're all, while they're excited with the order. That initial like unboxing, wow, it's, it's already a good, here. Yeah, give a good experience, right? I think yes. I think I think it's absolutely right. I think 
in this world, there's like infinite things you could do to spend your money and time. Right. And if you just don't delight people, it's just like, well, there's literally like a million other things you could do. You know, your customer's the only reason why you have a business. Right. I, I just, I, I, that is so important. I emphasize that daily right. to my staff and um, I love doing it because I, I, there, that's what the impact, that's, that's a reward for me is getting that validation of, hey, I just want to say Rex, uh, your assistant, you know, just high five to Rex. He yeah. did a great job on this. That, I mean, that's, that's another thing is just hiring a team that is as hungry and uh, as you are and cares as much as you yeah. do. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough, but they're out there and I'm, it's, it's fun. It's, yeah, this is, uh, it's, it, you know, it really is one of those situations where you're living your dream. I'm curious from a business perspective. I mean, skincare for better or for worse seems to be a relative like feminine associated mm-hmm. product category. Right. Uh, but obviously you're seeing success. I mean, I think, I mean, it should be obvious that people should care. Like, I mean, men still care about looking good. Right. But I'm actually curious, like how has that culture changed? Has the culture changed? What are the pushbacks? If there's pushback, I'm curious, how do you you navigate the education process? You're absolutely right. And that's why I was so hesitant. Yeah. But when I saw the response and, and that people were opening up to it. Right. Um, is, are your, is your demographic mostly male or is 55 it fe- female, 45 okay. male, which is pretty big, which is great. Yeah. I mean, that's right down the middle. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I come in it from a point where, um, skin, you know, our branding, people say it's a little masculine. It's yeah. just, I had this dream of Kenneth Cole, Lexus, Hugo Boss, this really nice sleek black bottle, right. charcoal, silver foil print. And I, you know what I mean? Like I just knew what I wanted right at the beginning. People are like, oh, really? Why, uh, you know, why don't you go white with rose or white and teal? Is it for <laughs> right. men? Is it for women? I'm like, I don't want to create customer confusion. I just want to create the compile the best roster of ingredients, have a purpose with every single one of them, be able to explain the purpose in the sourcing, right. and then just let the customers decide. From you know, it's not one of those things where all skin is skin. Right. But I, I mean, I really do come from that standpoint where I don't want to create for men, for women. Uh, you know, I mean, it's right now, BSC, right? it is yeah. because they switch up one active, yeah. they switch the packaging, they maybe make it smell a little different yeah. and then boom, now it's for women. I just, I, for me, that's not how we do things. We, we just, and, and, and it's, and it's working out well. I mean, also on the cultural side, I mean, is there just a broader, you know, let's educate men on skincare. I mean, I think, um, I mean, only for myself and I know a lot of my male friends, it's like not something one thinks about, even though we all probably should. Right. So there it so people uh say for instance in that example of not really knowing a lot about right. it or really caring about, you know, right. hey, you know, I wash with soap and you know, I that's I don't or I rinse with water. Those are the tough ones when right. they only use water to clean their face and yeah. they're out there. But say if you're using Dove soap, say if you're using um uh you know, Cetaphil, things like that right. that are I mean, you're actually putting yourself into a little bit of a, a toxic state with some of these products that have the ingredients that, you know, are, are hidden parabens, right. sodium lauryl sulfates, things like, I mean, you know, just strip alcohol. away all the fat, strip, the oils, right? Yeah. I mean, that's and, the purpose of soap, just stripping away oils. Absolutely. Which is there for a protective purpose initially. Right. right. And and it's one of those things, like with our cleanser, it's it's heavily essential oil based with a little pearl, pearl powder and uh, colloidal silver to eat up some bacteria. But... It's one of those things where painters, oil painters, would clean their brushes with a mixture, a solution of oil. Oil mm-hmm. cleans oil, essentially. Oil right. removes oil. Right. And so it's one of those things you're seeing. I, had a, I was at a friend's house recently, and he had the, 
the oil-free cleanser. And I'm like, all right, well, what did they use? And it's, you know, number, it's water, glycerin, sodium lauryl sulfate. So you're essentially getting the foaming and lather. Right. Sure, it smells great with the artificial fragrance. And then you're, but it's just drying out your skin with the alcohol, with the three different kinds of alcohol right. in there. And why? Well, I mean, it's just, and so that's, that's really what got me, got me interested in this because when I, I would look up ingredients and then find out what it served as an emulsifying agent, as a filler, as a thickener, uh, preservative, whatever it may be, I just, I didn't really care what it looked like. I, I wanted the best composition to, that would serve my skin and accelerate the yeah. healing in, in my case and, and then fine tuning that. I mean, my moisturizer took 22 tweaks 21 phone calls to the manufacturer just to, to uh, get it right, to get it right yeah. you know, but it's just, it's a, it's a total situation where you, you just know what you want. Uh, yeah. you know, no, but, I mean, you know, I resonate with you a lot. I mean, I think, uh, especially if we, you know, for folks out there who might be manufacturing their own products, like the manufacturer just wants to ship. They want to just be like, all right, take your money, make, we'll make some stuff. Yeah. And like, it's, I, I respect you. I mean, it's like, you have to be like, no, 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 not, not pulling the trigger. No, like fix it, fix it, fix it's, it. Like, it's a testament to your you know attention to detail. It, but right? it, it's, I'm kind of, I was embarrassed by it. It just, because it's, it becomes, I don't want to be the guy that's hard to work with. Right. right? So, but I, I technically they're, they're getting paid for the revisions, right? right. So that, that's their job. But I, right. I will not sign off on something until I get, it's a right. feel, it's a total feel thing. Yeah. So I'll give you an example of, uh, my manufacturer, my chemist in my, uh, my lab in, uh, Gardena, California. So yeah. that's driving distance down from yeah. me in Los Angeles. We weren't on the same page with, on the emails yeah. with certain ingredients and I had a non-negotiable list. And then when the ingredient deck came out, I went, well, no, 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 this I told you non-negotiable and right. th these oils right here, how do we fix this? And yeah. we just weren't on the same page. So I drove down there and you can imagine just sitting in a room with a very, very, you know, accomplished uh, chem chemists, yeah. uh, people that work with very big names that everybody here has heard with right. or heard of. And I just, I felt like driving down face to face, paying them for their time and going, look, this is my absolute baby. I I don't care what it costs me. I will take a little hidden margin yeah. just to develop that one product. Right. I need you all to be on the same page with me. Please, yeah. And they, I feel like that is what uh, you know. Just making cotton, you know, just directly. Like I just want something that separates our brand from others. Yeah. I don't want something that is going to be the most cost effective and profitable for yeah. us. I have four employees. I want the best product. Yeah. You make something incredible, people will talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's. I, I heard Jeff Bezos mention that uh, years ago on 60 Minutes when I didn't have a business, didn't have anything. He said, "We'll take a little hit on margin just to gain that trust yeah. as the one." And look at them, Amazon, they're the one. I, I don't even know who their competitors are. Yeah. And so that's... U.S. government's, I think, the only thing stopping them. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like. <laughs> right. No, but you know what I mean, though? Yeah, no, just... no, no, I, I know what you mean. I think, I, and I think for myself, and it sounds like you've also fully internalized it, like, I'm okay being a bit of a dick on our quality and what we actually want to do. It's like, just own it. Like, that's actually yeah. what we want to do. We're going to actually towards it. And just like, and I think in, in some ways you just call out people that aren't aligned with you if they're not down to play ball it makes it life it makes your life easier mm -hmm. right like do you really want to be like ding back and forth for the rest of your life and just a supply chain or like they're just like they tap themselves out like great it's right and it's 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 got to be that's why i think the face-to-face -face, i know yeah. the face-to-face -face, it's got to be there it's a total feel thing this is a connection that hopefully will be decades long right yeah. and I, that's that's what I needed it to be. Now my, with my my night cream, body lotion, serums, right. and moisturizer, that they I mean this is something where the like you with the beehives and things like that. Right. I did the same thing um, up in uh, North Shore, Oahu, in Halaiva, mm -hmm. and I met this this 
just such a sweet family that holistically raises their hive products. And they explained how the bees, you know, forage on this wililaiki honey uh, flower, and uh, they feed them like avocados, almonds, cranberries, yeah. and different beautiful flowers that right. are just you know abundant on that yeah. particular part of the island. But just listening, watching their face light up, and, and tasting their propolis, right. in a you know, it's just like I knew that was it. I knew as far as my base because I'm so, I'm so fascinated with yeah. their products just in molecularly. Um, from a standpoint that they're still finding out more and more and just the healing internal external properties yeah. of what they're capable of and, and I just pollen actually matters just for you know folks out there who might be like oh right. isn't honey just honey well no. I mean I was just literally tasting like avocado tree honey versus oh, pine tree wow. honey versus um, what you know eucalyptus tree honey I mean it's like just not bullshit no. like, literally different colors different tastes like different textures to it yeah so like there's actually you know and so it stands to reason there's different chemical properties to yeah the, the, the ratios there yeah, yeah. And, and it's just it, I wonder which one was your favorite did like do you have a favorite honey hmm. I kind of liked so one anecdote that was interesting so for pine honey it's one of the rarest because uh, it's a two insect process because like pine doesn't have um, like flowering plants. So how pine honey is created is that aphids will drink the sap of pine. Okay. And then the bees apparently pick up like the excreted sugar from the aphids' A bags. What? And then pollinate. No. Or, then, then then turn it to honey. Wow. So they they basically catch them, you know, either landed or mid-flight, yeah. and kind of cherry pick their their own. Excreted, excreted like sugar crystals wow it's like oh that's interesting and you you know how small those are that excretion's got to be microscopic almost yeah for them to be able to carry that around wow so i was <laughs> like mm, that's interesting i mean uh, so yeah, yeah. people find pine honey out there it's apparently quite rare yeah i, was say, I, I, I like avocado honey i mean just very yeah right. avocado good. yeah yeah uh eucalyptus is mine or manuka just a thick rich amber color yeah. has a different caramel taste to it but also just the thick and the, just the activity that i would feel and see on, right. on my scarring area i knew yeah. that had to be a part of at least one of my products yeah what's what's the story behind royal jelly so royal jelly is the special form of honey that excreted by the queen bee right or you feed the you feed a specific uh you feed you know a baby female this royal jelly then they turn into a queen Really? Well, this is interesting. Like, so, like, yeah, I was yeah. learning a little bit about bee physiology. So, when the hive detects that a queen is aging, they will start forming new candidate queens, and they're and literally their wow. uh, their bubble in, in the hive is like fat and bigger, and then the first queen that hatches kills all the other candidate queens, like literally stings them to death. No way. And then they and it flies up, and then they have a bunch of drones, male bees. So every single honeybee sees a is a, is a sterile girl. Wow. And then the drones come and uh, they, you know, impregnate the queen and they all die. And then this queen, you know, has a bunch of, you know, stored up semen to like lay, you know, 10,000 eggs. Wow. And, yeah. And can you go, continue going? <laughs> Learn something new right there. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds like you had interesting experimentation with also your, your nutrition. I mean, how did you get into, you know, deer placenta, oh, yeah. kidney uh, smoothies? Oh, yeah. Tell me about that. So I met with, Three different Chinese herbalists uh, in Los Angeles that one was really focusing on the blood building standpoint because with your jaw being wired shut, you needed to get optimal nutrition in from building that blood. The whole philosophy of revitalizing the system, but from a standpoint of 
you know, using adaptogenic herbs, okay. Ayurvedic herbs, uh, medicinal mushrooms, amino acids. I would make these tonics, right? Okay. Uh, one by one, I would just through my my uh, picking brains. I, I became a sponge. I would go to the tonic bar at Air One and just these guys who have years and years of education: Truth Calkins, Crosby Ware, Sage Dammers, George from Jing Herbs, uh, Ron from Dragon Herbs, Ron mm-hmm. T Garden. I mean, these are people that are just very well versed in the Chinese philosophy of revitalizing the system from the inside out. Mm-hmm. And so finding out about herbs, things like helichrysum, schizandra, hoshu wu, gynostemma, building my blood. And, and I just, I, I felt my system, you know, come back quicker at a cellular yeah. level through dealing with that when I had no, you know, I couldn't chew food. And so I really needed to supplement as well as possible. And that's when certain things like the colostrum, building up my gut bacteria, right. but also getting some good fat enzymes and protein content as well from that. Right. But also that that's the the I mean, deer you're placenta. Drinking like bulletproof coffee, you're also doing MCT oils. Yes. Grass fed butter. Ch- uh, chocolate powder as well. Right. I was putting a little cayenne in there. Okay. For like a little uh, just a thermogenic effect. Yeah. I, not that I needed to burn fat at the time. I was losing a lot of weight, but it also added a little kick to it as well. It tasted good. Tasted yeah. good. Excuse me. And then a uh, little stevia, maca, uh, gelatinized maca, and tribulus, actually, I would add to that coffee. Okay. So, so I would have my morning tonic that was full of herbs and amino acids. I would wait 40 minutes for that to absorb. And then I would have my bulletproof coffee to really help drive those nutrients into my body. And Interesting. My blood. Yeah. And it, so it was, was like just, pretty, so it actually ended up being like a fairly low carb diet that you were on. Yes. And okay. if any carbs and that, that's what I had in the morning. And so that's so basically what, ketogenic the whole. Yes. Okay. Okay. But I didn't even know anything about that at the time. I'm still uh, getting, you know, a little bit more familiar with that, but it was technically an intermittent fast as well. Okay. Because I was, that's all I was having in the morning right. uh, as a, uh, to as a consumable food or drink in this case but it was just uh it was just what i used for fuel throughout the day and then because i couldn't chew right and things like his brain octane oil i got yeah. it nourished the system and got some good fats in the system right. as well from uh, medium chain triglycerides that are in his octane but i you know with not chewing i kind of rocked myself into the diet that i'm on now as far but now that i can chew um, I'll basically go through a 16 or 17 hour intermittent fast every day okay have a big meal around 2 p.m uh, a lighter, softer protein meal after I work out at around 7 or 8 p.m. And then I'll you know, do it all over again. That's where I've seen the best energy. Uh, I've watched my body kind of tighten up, shrink wrap up a little right. bit. And I'm just lighter on my feet. My belly button's closer to my, my spine. I just, yeah. I'm not really having my, my stomach bark at me yeah. from having back in the days when I'd have the big breakfast of quinoa, sweet potato, oatmeal. I just would be bloated until yep. noon. And so yeah. I'm, yeah, I really like this right now, but. Um, yeah, I mean, our community, our, yeah, are a big, we're big into intermittent fasting. So yes. I think it really resonates. And I think, I think Bulletproof has done a good job just educating people around ketogenic diets, ketosis. I mean, I think a large demographic of our listeners are, you know, experimenting with ketogenic diets, probably, mm-hmm. you know, using MCT oils, caprylic acid, brain octane. Um, I right. mean, you know, you know, we have a ketone ester, so you can just eat ketones directly. Um, so I think it is kind of this interesting burgeoning of how people are looking to be smarter around what they input, not, you know, into their bodies, but also, you know, like, you know, folks like yourself, you know, what they can even put onto their bodies, right? which in some ways is also an input into your body, as we're just talking about. It, it became a full-on addiction to get the most nutrient-dense assortment yeah. of foods into my system. Yeah. So I'm talking... Uh, with the liver being incredibly you know, rich in vitamin A, but also a full spectrum B vitamin, 
I mean, just from a you know regenerative standpoint, right. when I could start chewing, don't get me wrong to the audience out there, liver is not the best tasting food yeah. by any means, but I just, I, I felt invigorated every time I ate it. Do you and not I, care about taste? I, I really don't. I don't really care about taste either. I, it's I'm pu- purely for <laughs> the, the performance aspect. But I appreciate good food. I mean, I'm sure you Me also too. enjoy sure. like the Michelin star meal as oh, well. Oh, absolutely. But Gary think, Danko. Have, yeah. you, have you been? I have Gary? not been to Gary Danko. Okay. I think it's all about uh, <laughs> the yeah. Just uh, But we're in San Francisco, so yeah. Yep. Um but yeah, I, mean, I think for me, it's like, you know, I enjoyed the, the, the nice dining experience, but I think a lot of times if I'm, I'm just looking to get really just, yeah, nutrient dense fuel to right. power my day. What are some of your go-tos? Yeah, I do a lot of intermittent fasting. So I'll do a weekly 36, 24 to 36 hour fast, usually on Tuesdays, just to extend out the fast, get into ketosis, right. generate your own ketone bodies. Um, and you usually have pretty tight eating windows as well. Um, what do you consume in that 30, uh, 24 to 36 hour fast? Just water. Bone broth? Nothing. 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 Just water. Yeah. Okay. How, how, how are the moods on that? I've, I'm, I'm pretty adapted towards fasting. So okay. my ketones elevate pretty quickly. And so kind I, of give you a rush. Is, yeah. Is that, yeah. Really? So I'll, I'll, get to, I'll get to like, you know, 1.0 millimole pretty quickly now. Mineral water or just uh, what, what kind of? Yeah, sometimes I'll have sparkling water okay. or water. If I really, really feel hungry, for some, you know, I'll have some black coffee or black tea as a crutch. Caffeine is a natural appetite suppressant. Right, okay. Um, I've also been playing around with using our, our, our human ketone, our ketone ester, as a, okay. as a fasting adjunct, right? So the notion there is that as you're fasting, you run low on your, you run through your glycogen reserves, right? Right. Lower and lower blood sugar. Your body hasn't caught up with keto adaptation or keto, ketogenesis yet. Okay. So you have this like brain energy metabolism deficit, you have low sugar and low ketones at the same time. That's why you feel kind of foggy and tired depleted yeah. so if you can just bump your ketones really really quickly while you're fasting you you feel really good through the ester that you have yeah what what brand or what ester do you use well it, it well uh, so it's uh it's a proprietary ester uh d through uh beta hydroxybutyrate Be- yes that's what yeah, okay. ester and it came from a darpa program to enhance soldier performance really uh the the, the program was called metabolic dominance can we make our soldiers metabolism more effective on multi-day missions than other soldiers around the world wow um so our research partners at university of oxford nih uh synthesize these consumable ketones um and long story short uh you know pulled together the ip and started wow uh, manufacturing at scale yeah nice yeah that's huge. I mean, it makes sense for cognitive cognitive function, and also from a metabolism standpoint, yeah. and staying in shape. At you know, from a soldier's standpoint, that's yeah. when they need it the most. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's. Uh, I have. It. I don't know uh, too much about it, but I'm getting more into it. I've, I've, I've get some packets from certain companies every now and then. It's right. basically the uh, beta hydroxy. Uh, shoot. I've, yeah, beta hydroxy butyrate BHB yeah. is the main ketone body. Um, so I think you know. I think one of the good things that I think Bulletproof has done with you know, brain octane is caprylic acid. It's like mm-hmm. an eight carbon chain fatty acid. And that's one of the best fats that convert into ketones. Right. And then there's other technologies like ketone salts, like beta-hydroxybutyrate salts, which mm-hmm. are more on the market, uh, which is separate from an ester, which we have the world's first ester version of beta-hydroxybutyrate, which is just a much more potent form. I have to try some of your products. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think, I think I, I, I was, I was going to ask you, like, were there, you know, biometrics that you were measuring as you were doing this? I mean, I think one of the cool things with, uh, our ester is that you can do a finger stick to, and it, right. it, like in 30 minutes we can show you in your blood your ketones elevate and your glucose drop 
which right. is interesting from a me me metabolic control perspective. Mm -hmm. So I'm just curious from like, as, as you're in, if you were in the ICU or in the hospital, were doctors measuring your markers and be like, whoa, like your markers are changing more quickly than we would expect or? No, they, they weren't. Once, once I left uh, the hospital, I had that initial blood work. Yeah. I didn't go back and get my blood work done at that time, yeah. uh, a second time. Yeah. I should have, man, I really wish I would have. Because um, it would been interesting to see the data perspective, but clearly subjectively, qualitatively, you were feeling. Oh, incredible. Were, yeah. I was, I was back running uh, hill canyon sprints four weeks after the accident with my jaw still wired shut. It was with broken I, ribs. Yeah, with broken ribs and just a huge nasty scar right here, here, <laughs> back of my head. They're all over. But it was just, when you have a That's very, not normal, right? Like, what's the typical recovery rate? Like, to have seven broken ribs and running hill sprints, I mean... For the, like, I, I, I would say like I'm amateurly, you know, getting, you know, into more running and stuff, but like hill sprints are just suck in general. I mean, yeah. coming off of just so you were, ribs too. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, an, it's an incline. Yeah. So there wasn't a ton of pounding on my lower back and knees. Right. So I had that, but yeah. And then also just extremely motivated and excited. There's something there, you know, to generate that, those endorphins back. Right. And, Obviously, you're in the middle of working out and just being able to do something that was taken away from you. That felt incredible. But yeah, from a regenerative standpoint, I'm telling you, I didn't miss a day. I stayed in those four weeks leading up to that first sprint of Running Canyon. I just, I mean, every hour of the day had a purpose. Yeah. I didn't waste, I didn't miss days. I didn't miss supplement uh, intake for my morning tonics, coffees, right. my mass. I was purely focused on accelerating my recovery and staying extremely consistent yeah. with that that diligence of doing that routine yeah, every you, morning. Do you know what that is? I mean, I think I've spoken to, you know, endurance athletes, you know, I'm wearing a Spartan hat because we're mm -hmm. hanging out with the Spartan race CEO. I mean, it sounds like you have that same, that cut from that same cloth that like, I don't know, the Spartan race CEO was talking about how, you know, when he goes on hikes, he just carries a 40 pound boulder and he just walks up the, the you know, the hike. And that's just like what he does. Right. It, like that's like not, that's like not normal like like i think you like yeah like I, that's just me i just do that like where do you think that's from so it like, well, like for you i mean like yeah you were you were broken like by all right. intents and purposes mm -hmm. and you're just all right i'm gonna run hill sprints for four weeks straight every single day like so, that is more intense than like a lot of you know healthy people you know often probably like a lot of professional athletes aren't like as it was it, it's purely from something that was instilled back when I was 14 years old from, uh, from an athletic standpoint right. of, of the fear of being outworked. Right. And so I, one of my high school coaches was an ex-major league baseball player, and he took me aside and said, look, you have a chance. You have potential. Yeah. But potential just means, means you haven't done it yet. Right. And so he instilled this fear of being outworked. He's like, look, you have the size, speed, arm strength, and hitting ability to you know, move, to, move on to the next level. Right. And to get that type of validation and, and from an ex-major leaguer who had done it, there was so much negativity around the area of, of like, oh, you're never going to get a scholarship. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, I just believe that I did. And then to have him, an ex-major league baseball player, tell me that I had a chance to do that, but here's what you have to do. I was like, I was blown away at the fact that a major leaguer believed in me that much, but also I just listened to everything that he did. So I would, I would 
leave football practice or basketball practice and then hit with him after right. just until my hands bled. And then after that, I would go across the street to Stanford University and remember those jump soles, the strength shoes that were like, that force it, force you to be on the, on the balls of your feet okay. and yeah, really yeah. strengthen and lengthen your Achilles tendon right, right. in hopes that you'd be more explosive and jump higher and right. run faster. I bought those. It's like weird heels, basically. Right, exactly. <laughs> they look terrible. I would do, and that's, so every day, three a days, I would go home, I, I, I became obsessed. So you're being a beast. You're doing three-day workouts. Three day, in, at 14 and then 15, but then results started to come. Yeah. I got invited to the Junior Olympics, made that team. Yeah. Got was the youngest player on the area code team, made that team, one of the top 150 players in the country. So you're, you're, see, you're seeing the, the results of your hard work, right. and I became addicted to that, and then I ultimately ended up getting that scholarship. Yeah. But that that is the recipe that, that, that basically built that is through extreme focus, discipline, okay. and work ethic, you know? And so at, at that age when I'm growing into my body and then to, to, to see those com when combined and then knocking down the goal that you set out for yourself right. at an age. I remember, remember uh, the secret, how writing things down and like how hopefully that'll come to fruition. Right. But this was, I was doing that before I'd ever even seen that movie. I mean, right. I just, I just had this obsessive visualization and intrinsic motivation just that from within of just, like an absolute dire to succeed. Right. And that hasn't left. So, I mean, you can take that from, uh, just that, that's embedded. And so it just, it yeah, purely I think comes once you have that, you can apply it to almost any domain. Like you're applying this to business yes. and, and other fields now. Mm -hmm. I almost want more and more people to find that for themselves. Right. right? Cause I feel like so many people like you, you might say, Oh, why is he try so hard or why they're so obsessed with something? But I, I think that's like, you believe you're passionate, like oh. you're excited about this. And I feel like, so many people in this world aren't, they don't have that. And it's like, I, I see it's almost as sad that people never get switched on to anything. Mm -hmm. They're just kind of like going through the motions with their, yeah, some people need to have a nine to five to pay their bills and all of that. I understand that, but just finding something that just turns them on where you can get obsessed with. Exactly. And I, I, want, I, w I wish more, everyone in the world had that, right? Like I think we'd be in a much more happier, productive, excited society. Absolutely. So I have a question for you. How yeah. do you, how do you do that? Like I, I have a friend and so he, he just purely through doodling. Right. And just comes up with a perfect Mickey Mouse head. I, I saw from a, just a, a pen and a piece of paper. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's almost like he traced it, but he didn't. Right. And I went, whoa, what's that? And yeah. so I, I, long story short, I, I printed out a three by five Google image of a lion. I love lions. Yeah. And I went, He's like, well, if you make it bigger, like you can, you can, it gets a lot better with the detail. And so right. he made a 24 by 36 painting of that Google image printout that by is hand. breathtaking by, yeah, yeah. by hand. Yeah. And he had, he had just doodled. Right. And it was in his head. Yeah. And, but he had no idea because is that, do you think that's a validation thing? He, it, it is unbelievable. Everybody who walks into my house, sees that, goes, oh my God, what is it? He's like, it was his first painting. Want, but he just like never. Yeah. It was his first painting he'd ever done. Really? Yeah, I got to show you. I'll show you this. Okay, like, okay. It is unbelievable. <laughs> and this all just came. So that's why some people are so gifted, yeah. but it just takes, I mean, so what do you do? Do you, it's like, I've, I've had people just pull up a guitar and go, man, I'm screwing up self-taught right. guitar yeah. player. I mean, I took guitar at St. Mary's, got a C minus <laughs> and I, I studied it and right. I tried, you know, I was instructed and I still didn't barely pass because right. that for some reason I needed that last unit. So I took guitar, but this guy, there's some people that are just, I mean, it just amazes me basically yeah. with the gifts that we have and that some people don't tap into. That breaks my heart. Yeah. Just like you said, I mean, I wish... So what do you do? I mean, how would he, my, my friend, 
and I'm not to say that he needed that validation, but what if he never got it? Because now he's taking that and rolling with it. Right. I'll give him little images and see if he can, you know, get get certain other things like a, a beautiful. Like I want to get a picture of my mom back when she won something. Right. Like a like a like a, not a prom, but like a, a derby contestant or something like that. I want to, That's a newspaper cutout. I guarantee he nails it. Right. I mean, it's just it's mind blowing how gifted this guy is. And so, with that said, like, how do you how do you ever, you know, take that first step towards spending time on these things that excite you so much and that you're so passionate about. What do you do? You know, I mean, it's tough because some people just don't have that, that inner motivation to do so. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think there's some luck and circumstance where you have, uh, I think, you know, for better, like this, our structurally in our society, like a lot of our best time is like focused on like paying bills. Mm -hmm. So like, I think it's just like, if you're just soul crushed by, you doing something you don't really like to like be able to afford your house and get food on the table, then like you can't have the energy and motivation to actually pursue your craft. But I think it feels like, you know, with the uh, escalation of artificial intelligence, robotics automation, that people will have to make that transition. Like the menial jobs will disappear. Oh. Oh, I'm actually kind of curious, you know, how that all shakes out. I mean, I think the dystopic future is like, yeah, a lot of people are just like straight up useless and like they just can't even offer anything to society. But I think a more, you know, positive spin to it is that um, we should directly have more abundance if there's more automation that just, you know, has subsistence level livelihoods for everyone. And can you actually use that now more time and energy to pursue your crafts? Right. Um, but I think a lot of it comes down to us as a society, like what we value and what we want to reward. I mean, that you know, that's part of capitalism. You got to create a service or an offering that people want to pay their resources for. Right. So right. I think um, it's not. So I think in terms of just like someone you know, pop, you know, just listening, like it's not sufficient to have just a talent. Also, how do you channel that talent in a way that offers value to another human being that they'll pay you money for? So like, so I think it's like, okay, talent, skill, and then what are economic channels to create a feedback loop, right? If you are just super awesome at like crushing cans on your forehead, like mm. you're the best in the world at it, like no one's going to pay you money for it. Then like, there's no like feedback loop to like actually make this scalable, right? But like for you, like you end up making, you know, possibly one of the best, you know, facial products out there. And then there's actually an economic maybe vehicle for you to capture value and then double down and, you know, improve the product, improve, 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 right? Right. So basically finding a, finding a passion and then finding a, a, a flywheel, right? economic flywheel to double down into, it, I think is like the one-two combination that people need to find. Right. I, I did need good feedback though. So yeah. in the two years of formulating right. and my beta testing, it, there was no, it wasn't directed as a beta testing moment. Right. This was purely my sharing my little creation right. with friends and friends of friends right. for years. But that was fine tuning. I was tinkering. I had too much kelp powder. I had too much ascorbic acid. Right. Maybe I needed to add something else to make it sit or uh, make it lay, sit, uh, lay smoother on the face. And right. that's where the ginseng came in. Little did I know that's when I, but I did, that's when I did my, my research and, and my, was testing the product. But And then all I wanted was some type of 
feedback, uh, maybe a little picture. This is right. back 2011, 12, when Facebook wasn't what, what it is now. Right. And I definitely didn't have a following. But I had some people in a little likes here and there. I'd be in my little, I moved everything out of my bedroom into my right. living room, made my bedroom this little lab. And I had a little right. mud mixer from Home Depot. And I would just take pictures. And so that, that got the community involved and just, and it was kind of a little creative outlet for me, but right. also getting that feedback from people in that testing provided validation. So I, I'm, I guess I'm wired a little different too, because it, it, some people didn't like it in the beginning. I had a lot of estheticians tell me, oh, I'm sorry, honey, that, that's like, it, that smells awful. And I'm like, ah, all right, well, <laughs> thanks for having me. And then like one, one esthetician son, like son, uh, got beat red and broke out. And yeah, like, oh no. Fun. And she's like, honey, I love your story, but your product needs work. <laughs> I'm like, all right. But I just didn't stop. You know, I, I kind of, you know, diluted certain areas that I needed to, as far as like yeah. pulling out some ascorbic acid. Cause I wasn't met, now it's down to the decimal points for right. those formula percentages. Right. But I, I just, I, I didn't stop on the negative feedback, you know? And so, but the positive poured yeah. gas on that little right. fire and turned it into an inferno. Yeah. And so I'm one of those, I, I'm a big feel, uh, person as far as like uh, the just needing that momentum and, and then like riding people's you know good feedback yeah. and then to ultimately go hey I do have something here I'm yeah. not crazy with my own reactions and response and uh, and to this this mask that I had made and so yeah, but no, it I, did I, help I think it's a good insight I mean I, but I think what I think you know someone who's earlier on the path of exploration here know when right. you know when someone said like no nah, you know this, this is not working it, it turned you know broke out my, my son's skin how do you why power through that are, are you you know were there thoughts around like yeah i'm just crazy like i'm not you know a, a professional aesthetic you know aesthetician like why do i know more I, like what powered you through was it like kind it, of like you're just because i, I believe and like i, I know yeah. it and i can make it work I, I i can take the feedback and tweak it and fix it it was, that was the stage, the initial stage of taking it from a hobby to possibly getting right. people to use it in their practice. Right. So that was tough yeah. because of the first couple said no. Yeah. And, but I stuck with it because I knew that my friend's feedback was incredible. So right. I still had people that were willing to pay for it right. and willing to use it and actually addicted to it, needing it. Right. That felt so good to me. It's like making a meal for people and have, to, right. you know, have people give you that type of feedback to a meal that you made. That was enough. It was yeah. just like your artistic creation. It was like, it was, it just felt great. So that got me past the initial failure of going, I'm sorry, it's just not there yet. Right. And so I stuck with it and just for about, you know, six months, eight months. And then, but I would post and then uh, MedSpa reached out to me, who's a, well, a MedSpa owner, who's a friend of mine on Facebook and goes, I keep hearing you post about, or seeing you post about this mask. I got to try it. Yeah, let me try this. So I drove yeah. down to San Diego, Mary Hall's, bless her heart, Alvarado Skin Institute right there in La Mesa. Uh, she gave me a chance. She loved it. Now she try, started trying it out on a couple trusted customers in the hopes of they were going to take it on. Right. And so they loved it too. And then you know what I mean? So they took it on. So you punched through like the initial setback. Right. Because you, yeah. you were persistent. I was persistent. Yeah. It, I will, but, I, you also, I but you also adapted. I adapted yeah. to it. I adapted to it and, and, and adjusted certain adjusted. things. You fixed your, your, fixed right. your problems. I definitely yeah. listened to their feedback. Like, yeah. look, you may want to tone. There's a lot of, a, you know, they, the estheticians were explaining the acidity yeah. was too high from the scorbic acid. Right. And then the, the kelp powder was a little earthy right. uh, from a scent standpoint. So I had to pull that back. And I, I listened and made adjustments right. and kept pushing forward. And months later, here we are, you know, they're using my treatment and they're, they're 
charging you, a lot for it, which is, it. is unbelievable. Still yeah. no name. Still no name. Nutrient dense clay, ba- clay, uh, nutrient dense clay. And it's your stuff mask. now. Yeah. And That's it was awesome. just, it was just, so that initial, thank you. That, yeah. that initial victory was uh, what pushed me forward. I think I would have kept going though, because I, I just knew what it did for me. Right. And I, if I just had a following small people that loved something I made, it's, to have something that I could call my own was, that was priceless. Yeah. You know? So it's out there, just like you said. It, I, man, it would be so heartwarming to have people because I, I breathe different now. You know, I have that's my thing. It's my thing. I have something to call my own, and I, I, I love. I know what I put into it, and I cannot tell you what that. Fe- I wake up different. There's not that fear of of like what's going to happen today. Yeah. I need to do this. It's like I have so much control to be able to make. You know, live. I don't mean to sound cheesy. I just love. No, what no, I do, but man. I think, but it's inspiring. I think like pe- we need more people like yourself. I think just showing examples of Thank just you, like man. punching through. A lot of adversity, right? Like, shit. You know, if I I got hit by a car, I, I don't know. Like, maybe I'd be depressed. Like a lot of people, I think, just get depressed or broken. But you turn that as fuel you, in, in, for a product, and you bring it out to people. Some people shoot it down, but you roll with it again, learn, adapt, fix it, come yeah. back, and now you won them over. I mean, I think, and, just, and I think a big part of it is having like the core first 10 first 100 like true believers. I think that probably was a big anchor for you. Absolutely. And I think it's for us too, right? You you have to have find like a supportive group not just because they like you but like actually believe in what you're doing i think right. that is like a, that is like you know i feel that sustains us oh absolutely yeah. the 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 tribe the group of people that have been there from the beginning i, I still still have them from uh from just the support the beautiful emails i mean i gave out my personal email address when yeah. i didn't have the sign up yeah. and i went if anybody has any questions content i mean dave had 16 million downloads on his podcast so you got spam like crazy well but it was be- <laughs> it was so fun though yeah. i mean you're living you're just like this is all I've ever- wow it was the most exciting yeah. point in my life period yeah. and, and those people are still there they're my family they they've watched us come from grass from ground uh you know from grassroots to where it is now from the ground up and i i, I do not uh, take that for granted at all. Yeah. I, I I still reach out and um, yeah, they're just they treat them like a family. Yeah. You know? And and I, I that got that control and that ability uh, to to just you know direct and, and, and directly conversate and, and get back and forth to your customers right. and show them that and personally from me, that's that's so rare these days. I, and uh, I, I love doing it. It's a way yeah. to stand out. And, and my, my whole staff, they, they know that's, that's it's, it's t- everything's time sensitive. Got to have a sense of urgency and just treat them like gold. Yeah. They'll still stay with you forever. Yeah. So, I mean, so what's the best entry point to discover and, and learn more about your story and, and your products? Sure. It's alituranaturals.com. So that's A-L-I-T-U-R-A-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S.com. Okay. And just just for the record, I, di- I didn't explain the name. It's Latin for feeding and nourishing. That's alatura is Latin yeah. for feeding and nourishing your skin, being your largest organ. Yeah. You want to treat it like another mouth. So yeah, I, I, it's it's me, and we're a little a smaller brand right now, but we're growing, and we are happy to answer any questions. I love what I do. I uh, you know, it's just yeah to uh, to people out there. I, I just I encourage you to to pay attention to the things that excite you. Yeah. And uh, the the impact that we've had is is pretty heartwarming. So. It's uh, oh, and then we have a uh, discount code for you and your following. It's just gonna be HVMN, those four letters, yeah. and it's twenty uh, percent off the entire store. So if you have any questions, please reach out. I love this, and I uh, really appreciate you having me on, Jeff. No, absolutely appreciate your story. I mean, what if I were to come on? What would you recommend? Like, what's the what's the starter intro package? So to, to, the, give, to give some guidelines and, and, and help. Absolutely. Yeah. I would go with the ultimate skincare package. Okay. So that's the clay mask. 
It's our daytime moisturizer and our night cream. So basically the clay mask to recondition and, and cleanse the skin, yeah. the moisturizer to hydrate throughout the day, and then the night cream to repair and hydrate at night. And the most important time to do so cool. while you sleep, while you're in one position. So that, that would be my go-to. Uh, the gold serum is out. And I, yeah, I have to send you guys a package. It's, okay. There's a lot of good things <laughs> going on right now. And it's exciting. All right, alaturanaturals.com, Andy Nilo, uh, human. Yes. Cheers. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. That was fun. And then as always, appreciate the feedback and loyalty and, and, and support that you guys show us. We've opened up an email hotline for all you podcast listeners, podcast at hvmn.com. Both Zill, our producer, and I read every single one of those emails. And we had a nice flood of responses uh, over the last week. So uh, to, to give you a reminder on what that is, just give us a review on iTunes, take a screenshot of it, and send it over to podcast.human.com, and we'll hook you up with a free Sprint mini bottle. Uh, Sprint is our acute nootropic that helps you get into a flow state. But 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 regardless of you know the review or or, or or the free Sprint mini, I just and Zill just enjoys your feedbacks and comments. It helps us improve the program, get the right content, and uh, it keeps us motivated to do a good job on this program. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, and talk to you soon.